0: Put my uh my video shades on my video glasses yeah there we go because they they don't have lenses in them <laughs> because otherwise I, I look like little Andra of the forest you know like with the, the circle lights in my eyes because they uh yeah the ring light is it's pretty serious so they don't have lenses in them they don't
1: so it's just frames for the aesthetic, or- yeah. Because okay.
0: part of my face is glasses. That's just part of it. Like, no, I, no. I have a. The only thing that differentiates me from my brother is my goatee and my glasses. So I keep them both. <laughs> well,
1: so like it's it's one of those things. Like I get it. I was just I was very confused. I was like, wait a minute. Have they got a way now for you to have like <laughs>
0: lensless glasses? No, that doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think fantastic, but like that's no. just No, that's I figured it out when I was doing all of our like coffee videos and everything. And I was like, I really I needed my glasses because I looked weird without them. And but then the lights were just really bad. So I had some extra frames, popped the lenses out, voila, problem solved. There you go, man. Creative problem solving. <laughs> Look at you. Next level yeah.
1: solutions.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to work on it too. Like, I I think we can figure out how to get a nice little setup, like on the, that we can just like clip to the top of the computer to light up and like get us a light and uh, maybe a better camera. So, because our videos, like, have you seen the videos, the little clips? I have, yeah. They're not bad. They look okay. We could clear them up a little bit, but it's, I like them.
1: Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's nice. Um, I mean, I don't know how other people feel about having to actually see us while we talk but <laughs> but no anyway, it I, is I like it um but yeah I definitely I agree with you like that'll have to be one of the things we look at doing is uh upping our our camera game you know I'm using this uh 4 year old laptop inbuilt camera
0: yeah yeah they, the built-in little- cameras yeah they're not that good they're just they are what they are, but none of them are that good. So it
1: It's bad enough that uh, people are not able to count either the wrinkles in my forehead or the chins underneath my neck.
0: Uh, <laughs> and so, honestly, I'm not super motivated to replace, but... <laughs> that makes me think, like, when HD came out, do you remember when that was a thing? Oh, and yeah, you all yeah, thought yeah. the newscasters were, like, these like perfectly put-together people, and then HD came out, and you're like, Whoa! What is wrong? I did how much makeup are that you can see the big old clumpy not makeup enough, line apparently on it was the answer <laughs> yeah.
1: because they fixed it since then
0: and not by using less makeup. Oh no. Yeah, they just did like <laughs> the whole like down under the jacket instead of just stopping at the jawline type of thing. It's a, it it's really a full body paint on f- job, So now. funny. So funny. Oh man. All right, all right. Let's jump into this and uh let's let's hit an intro. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Collar Scholars. Not long ago, a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works. They recognized the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The Inklidoo podcast here, we're working to be the second iteration of that group. So pour yourself a craft beverage, pull up a chair, and join the conversation. All right, man. You uh, had anything
1: good to drink? I have, I have. I had a couple of things uh, this past weekend, you know, now that we're through Lent and into mm. that resurrection season. Yes. Um, so, for those of you who are signed up on the newsletter, I, I followed through with my recommendation of a good Belgian vit beer, this the whole garden, um, which was really nice. Uh, it's a great uh, spring into summer. <sighs> I, I know. Look, man, I, I, I wish I, I didn't
0: laugh at bad accents as much as I do. Like, I just how, they dare you. How my- dare you? Bad <laughs> accent? How dare you? But
1: they just make me laugh every how time. How very dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's a really nice beer. Um, you know, it's uh, basically the Belgian version of the Hef. Lots more kind of uh, citrus notes to it as opposed to the German ones. um, I just, I, I love it as a great summer beer. And since on Easter, we have the tradition of jumping into the pool. I might as well be Mm -hmm. drinking a summer beer. Yeah. And then we, after much time talking about making it happen, uh, and me even being over at your house and us both forgetting until like I was leaving that we hadn't made it happen. I Mm -hmm. did finally have the from, uh, I did have the, Honey blonde ale mm-hmm. from uh, Pizza Port, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I was trying not to hover to find out what you thought about it. But like, it what did good. you actually think about it?
1: It was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, it, I was worried on the first drink, honestly, mm-hmm. because the, the honey comes through pretty strong up front. Uh, and like, so I was dreading the idea that it was going to kind of hang out syrupy, sweet mm-hmm. on my palate. Uh, but it very kind of quickly and naturally transitions into more of the blonde ale flavor afterwards. Right. So yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's very honey forward up front, but it doesn't stick around and it makes for a really balanced, enjoyable drink. I liked that a lot.
0: Yeah. And if you, like, we have it with, like, it's really versatile, too. Like, we have it with pizza. We have it with burgers. Like, with all kinds of things. And it's just, yeah, it's got just... Just enough sweetness, like just enough honey flavor to it, that you know that there was honey made, Mm -hmm. like honey was actually used in it. Like you can't deny, be like, oh yeah, that has honey in it, because I love the flavor of honey, but I don't like the cloyingly sweet. And so, like they when they balance it just right, and Pizza Ports is a pretty good one. Uh, It's also good because you can get like a six pack of the pints for ten bucks. So like they're, it's a decent beer and it's well priced. So we get, we get. Quite a bit of that when we go to Bedmo, like it's like that sweet spot that's right in the middle for me. So it's
1: that uh, that kind of value range where mm-hmm. value, not in the like oh it's super cheap, but value in terms of it's a really good price point for the quality of beer. You for had. the quality, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, I like that one a lot. And Pizza Port is like if you ever back in San Diego, Oceanside area, their their stuff is pretty good, man. Their their pizza. Is solid and and it's kind of a staple for us like when we get into Oceanside, we, we always order uh pizza port first. Like that night when you're like unpacking and yeah. you're like can't cook anything in the, the place, so bring in pizza and beers, man. It's uh you can't beat it.
1: Nah man, it's it. it's a great way to start off a, a
0: vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I burned off one of my uh coffee nitros Guinness stouts. Mm-hmm. because they're the most awkward beers. Like, who like who, who puts coffee in it? Like, like I bought it because I was like, oh, it's coffee and beer and get it. I, these are my two things. I have to buy it. And it was on clearance for, like, $3 at Walmart. So then there was no – I wasn't leaving without it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I found myself – I was like, oh, I can't enjoy these at the end of the night because it's got cold brew coffee in it. And then I can't – like, when do you drink those? You know, like, it's not like a – nor like, it was so obnoxious. So It's not you're- actually coffee. It's a beer,
1: so I can't drink it, like, in the morning. Yeah, you can't drink it, yeah, pop it at 9 o'clock
0: in the morning. Exactly.
1: I so- can't
0: drink it, like,
1: at the end of a day. And again, it is still alcoholic, so really, on lunch breaks, most most work environments are not a fan of the idea.
0: Frown on it, yeah. So, middle of the day, because we eat our Easter meal at, what, 2.30? two three o'clock in the afternoon like we eat Somewhere at a really at, weird time so that's like the perfect situation that's like the only time i'm gonna be able to get or maybe when i go camping or something sure. like that's that's gonna be it so uh, they've been sitting in there for a while so i i finally got to burn them. they're good they're good but weird like just <laughs> no weird and just like it's just inconvenient yeah but well, they but do like, taste good
1: how did all the the flavors on it blend i mean with it being cold brew coffee in a Guinness stout.
0: Yeah. It's pretty sweet actually. Mm. So there's, there's Guinness and coffee. And then I think there's, I read the ingredients. I can't remember them now, but there's a little bit extra in there to sweeten it up so that it's a little creamier. It's a little sweeter. It's not dry. It's not bitter. Like there's no bitterness to it. There's no stout. Like it's, it's creamy and sweet and it's, it's nice, but it's, yeah, it's like it's like getting a, a frappuccino in the middle of the day, you know, like it it's it's a dessert, so but okay. you know, dessert at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon. Whatever. Like I said, like again, it's sweet, so it doesn't make sense. Like I would want that as a dessert beer, but I can't have it as a dessert because it got coffee in it. Stay up all friggin' night. So, oh well. Hashtag first world problems.
1: Yeah, clearly. <laughs> this is a good thing. I just can't find the time to enjoy it. I just can't. <laughs>
0: that's that's very true. Hmm. Oh man! But we are we are post Easter. How uh, how did your Lenten season treat you? How did it go?
1: You know, um, I I was trying really really hard not to do the thing where I picked like three things I was going to do. That way, I would have the easy excuse to like drop one or two of them as things got busy. Mm -hmm. Um, like that was not my goal it's not what I set out to do it is exactly what happened Um, Mm -hmm. like so I did do I I did do better about like making time for prayer in the day during Lent but Mm -hmm. I didn't make it to the daily masses at school very often because it seemed like I always had a kid who needed to come in at lunch to retake a test or something like that and that's when our optional masses during the school day are is during that lunch period Uh, it would have been Less annoying if it weren't for the fact that the kids were constantly telling me they were going to come in and take a test. And then I end up just sitting and there don't. During my lunch period. Like, huh. All right. <laughs> At this point, there's no longer enough time for them to take a test. That probably means they're about to show up soon. Yeah. Um, but I did uh, with the exception of some planned exceptions. Like, so when the family went to Laughlin and... I went to a fundraiser gala for another one of the, like one of the Catholic grade schools did a big fundraiser thing that I went to with some friends. And so on a planned circumstance, I did go ahead and participate in some adult beverages and whatnot on those occasions. Um, but otherwise, I stuck to it pretty well. I've got to say though, man, I feel like uh, my, my closing shot on Lent was so strong that I have a much better kind of view on how my Lent went. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, if I think back on it objectively, Lent was kind of sneaking up on me and blowing past me the same way it has in years past. But that last week with the Palm Sunday weekend being the one that I went on the retreat. Retreat, yeah. And then uh, having Holy Week after it, um. I feel like it really closed out strong. And so it closed yeah. out with like a really uh, – I, I felt like I was actually prepared for Easter this year, which it's – quite frankly, it's been a while. Right. You know, normally at Easter we end up having this conversation about how, uh, you know, like Easter's beautiful and it was really good. But, man, it just sort of came out of nowhere on me, which is weird because we have a 40-day season to prepare <laughs> for it. Like – And my job is teaching theology, which means that, like, you know, we're in prayer. We're using things from, like, the Lenten season. And it's still like, oh, shoot, it's Easter already? Man, time flies when you're not having fun. Um, But, yeah, no, this year that Holy Week was really, really good. And so going into the Holy Thursday, Good Friday and then I did the vigil at the cathedral this year. Um, they've redone the floor in there, by the way. Like, I mean, so the oh, church really? itself looks a little bit different, but like the okay. flooring is really nice. Like some cool tile artwork down on the floor now, in the aisle and everything. But yeah, went there and beautiful mass, um, three hours. So, you know,
0: again, little
1: yep. parents of small children. That was St. Simon. At- yeah,
0: Saint Simon Jude. Yeah, so I mean, it's awesome. With did Bishop Olmstead do it? He did, and he's like perfectly bilingual. So that's it's like three hours because it's English, Spanish, English, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a long mass. Well, actually, <laughs> and there's like, a lot of people usually too because it's I was the, seat say, of the Bishop.
1: Yeah, like the the homily he did. Uh, you know, he did do the bilingual. Everything else, it's kind of the rotation, but it's always one of those things where. I'm always kind of curious. There's up to seven Old Testament readings that can be done at the Vigil Mass. Um, and I'm always kind of curious. Like, all right, how many are they going to do? Which ones are they going to do? Uh, they went for the the fairly safe kind of middle ground, went with four of them before the epistle and the gospel. Uh, apparently, this was like the first year, at least in quite a while, that they've done the procession from outside to inside with the candles oh, and everything at the yeah. cathedral. Um,
0: and so that was cool,
1: but you could kind of tell it was the first time cause they like were are having a hard time figuring out how to get the speakers adjusted and everything. Cause I know Bishop was saying some things and I could yeah. like vaguely hear that a person was speaking, but that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was, it was a beautiful mess. It was a great way to kind of, uh, close out Lent and enter into this Easter season. Um, and yeah, man, it was, it was really good.
0: Nice. How about yours? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. Like, I'm, I'm chewing on it. So, for Lent, like, we had the discussion to where I'm, I'm not big on Lent just because it feels, you know, it's always felt so contrived for me Mm -hmm. because I, I also have never really done it well or done it right um, in any sort of prescribed, mature way. You know, and so, I did the adding the little bit of prayer time in the morning, trying to reframe, because again, exercising for me at five o'clock in the morning has not been fun, but it's trying to frame it properly. And, um, you know, that, I'm that it's, you know, the reason why I'm doing it. And so doing a little bit of perspective in the morning helped. It waned like towards the end of Lent, like I was finding my, my vo- motivation in general in the morning was struggling, you know, and, and so, One of the things I did notice is that, you know, because I do a lot of these like self-help or motivational type music and stuff like that, like, you know, when you're working out, you listen to a lot of that stuff that's supposed to pump you up and whatnot. It's all very self-centered, you know, like self-help obviously is you helping yourself, which isn't necessarily bad, but it it can also lead to a self-centeredness instead of a Christ-centeredness. Right. And so like, you really have to be on guard. You have to, translate it more actively than I have been doing. Like I have not been actively translating it properly. And so that, that was one of the things that I, I came through this, this season. So doing that and and like the season was good, but not because I was not intentional about Lent if that makes any, yeah. Yeah. Like, so like really for me, it was the conversation around the saints and everything that's been just like rocking my brain and it just happened to coincide with Lent so perfectly that it that it has been there. And so like I'm doing these things. So I like I've added journaling. I had my prayer time in the morning, which is you know, usually it's like three minutes. It's not a lot, but it's just like sure if I talk about God first instead of you know, scrolling through my phone, then I'll be in a better disposition, period. And mm. let's just start from there and, and, and go. And so I did notice that that, that helped with my disposition throughout the day. And then, like I said, all of the work that we've been doing through the saints has really been been blowing my brain up. But then when it came into Easter, like Easter was not my, this was not my crowning Easter. Like it wasn't like, it was kind of disappointing and disappointing in, in me and in my situation more than anything. So it was... um like for fasting, like I, I've always like fasted Friday, Saturday. And I was like, ah, am I going to fast? Am I not going to fast? And I was not going to, and I eventually, I talked myself into, I, I, I did like a modified fast on Friday and I, and I felt good about that. Like, I, I don't feel these, like part of my transition right now is moving out of this like shame, needing, hoping that God will, f- you know, forgive me because I'm a worthless piece of crap type of mentality to now it's like I've I progressed and now I feel like I'm a good employee and now I'm, but I still have to do things to earn right favor, you know? And so now I'm hoping to, to mature past that to where it could be like a relationship and not an employee thing. And so it, it I, I, I still felt like this weird obligation to do things for Easter, like fasting and stuff like that, which is proper, but, I didn't know if my motivation was right and whatnot. And and we're still not going to church right now. And that that is what really made it sad for me. So, like, I've had this just kind of, like, longing for a while to get back into community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're just kind of holding out just because Peoria hasn't released, uh, removed the, the quarantine restrictions. So, if the kid gets sick at all, like, it's it's, like negotiations with the nurse on whether she's quarantined for 10 days or not. You know, so like, and if you quarantine that kid and she's not allowed to go back to school, it's hard, you know, like w- because then you're not sure. And so then all the daycare stays home and then we're working a full-time job watching a bored kid do nothing who's in here. Hey, dad, guess what? Hey, mom, guess what? Ooh, can you help me with my tablet? Can you do th-? And then the house is trash because we can't watch her for five minutes, you know, and it's just... It, it, it's so hard that we were like, okay, when school is over, we're going to start going back and doing some of the things that we, we did just because the quarantine thing was so hard. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like, and we didn't even like watch it online. Like it just got away. Like it just, like, I didn't even have that like self justification. Like, well, at least we watched it online. Uh, like we didn't have anything. You know, I, not anything like I, I did some of our intentional things. Like we read through the girls, kids, Bibles through, through Easter. And we have a lot of the conversations. The girls are, are thinking about Easter and Brooklyn. I was listening to Brooklyn explain to, to Caitlin why we had Easter and, you know, he had to die on the cross for our sins. And I was like, yeah. And of course Caitlin's like, but he didn't have to (laughs) (laughs) No unfortunately baby did but he could have only stayed dead for one day like if i was i would have only stayed dead for one day and i was like well okay i get it there's some reasons
1: you know and this and that but but it was hey okay, I, lo- was- I love you dearly but <laughs> we're all really lucky that you're not our savior like
0: <laughs> oh this man this isn't a
1: knock on your kid like, no, we're no, we would be in no better shape if I was the savior rather than her. Like, it's just no, it's kind if, of one of those things. like, I love that B is explaining it to her and like mm-hmm. walking her through it. And I love that that's the way her brain works, too. It's like, well, <laughs> exactly. Funny.
0: Yeah, she she could tell she's very capable of taking over the world. And I'm just glad I'm her dad. That's what <laughs> I'm just going to say. So just. I'm glad I'm glad I'm on this side. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh but yeah, no, that that was so it was it was both good because I, I really the girls really seemed to be sinking into them and we picked for their lent, we add I asked them, hey, do you want to give something up or do you want to add something? And the girls both wanted to add something and so because they're they're not ones to give up their their candy quite yet. <laughs> But they added so, so so Caitlin prayed for the hungry and poor people, and Brooklyn prayed for the homeless. And the nice thing was, so Caitlin's was pretty consistent, like, you know, please be with the hungry and poor people. And then she would keep going on. But Brooklyn's actually kind of changed, which f- was fun. Because she would pray, you know, you know, please help the homeless soon find homes. And then by the end of Lent, she was like, please help the homeless soon find homes. Please keep them safe until they have enough money to buy their homes. And, you know, and she would add a couple. Of, and I was like, wow, there's like, she was like adding more to it. And I was like, that feels really good. Like yeah. that it was there's actually considering. A, yeah. Uh, and so that, that was really good. So there was a lot of good things around and lent for the girls um, for me watching them. Cause it, it seems like it's really getting in there. Um, but then like, just for me, it was just really sad to not be in, any sort of community, um, you know, church community yeah. at Easter time, uh, that, that was like, uh, I really, it and so now it's just like been, it's like hurting. Like I really want to get back out to church. Like I, I don't even like, right at this point. I mean, of course I do, but like, I, I'm like I don't even care what church, like I just want to, mm-hmm. I want to sing some songs. I want to shake some hands. I want to be around Christians <laughs> like, and yeah. that's just, it's it's there man but yeah that that's so that's kind of how it it's gone and and ended
1: but at the same time man i think that's uh, like i think it's actually really kind of cool what you're sharing there because there is this kind of consolation and desolation that a lot of times we think about and rightly so in terms of like one or the other you know like are you going through a spirit of desolation, you're in the desert, you're on your own, you're lost, you're hungry, you're you're missing, you're longing, or are you in this time of consolation, <laughs> presence, and peace, and all of this? Mm-hmm. But you're kind of experiencing both, which I think is <laughs> like, honestly, I think it is a very sort of uh, Easter thing, because it's important, like, mm. Christ's resurrection is coming in and through the death, like the resurrection becomes real when Mary Magdalene is at the tomb. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I think this is, you know, as your confirmation sponsor, I am just going to go ahead and (laughs) drop this in here. Yeah, you're right. You do need to get back to a community. Uh, And like Uh, all of the things that you're talking about are like real and true and just. And so, you know, whatever. (laughs) But no, you're, you're right. Like, you do. You you need that community. I mean, everything we talked about with the the Saints, everything we've talked about with Inkle Dude, it is all about this mm-hmm. idea of, yeah, you're not going to do it alone. Like, we were created for community and put in this together to work with each other on it. And so that longing is really yeah. important and needs to be listened to. But. The longing itself is kind of a means for some of that grace to come in, because even as you find yourself longing Mm. for this community because you know you need it, it's making you much more intentional about creating it for your daughters, even if it's just in the context of your own home. And so you're getting to see some of that fruit being born as, you know, they're entering into prayer together. They're spending time reading the Bible together as a family, you know, these kinds of things. And even for you, because they are still part of your community, they're not your peers, but that right. desire to be their spiritual father, as well as their biological one. You're taking the time. You're, you're reading Athanasius, you're reading through these things. You're spending time, like you said, making sure that all of your motivation stuff um, isn't pulling you off the track of realizing like, yeah, you are trying to improve yourself, but not for yourself. And right. so like trying to keep that focus and all that. And so I think it's, I I think the tension that you're finding yourself living in is, I don't want to say it's good because what would be good is for you to like move, like the the good is right. coming. And so it is still a part of that path as it's pulling you towards it. But yeah, man, I think that's where growth happens is Mm -hmm. in that tension. Like you're being stretched, you're being pulled. And, I mean, when you do start getting back into that larger Christian community, uh, wherever you find yourself, like, I don't know, take advantage of this awareness. Like find ways to be involved on a more than Sunday basis, you know? Yeah. Whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I I think like, that's one of the nice things about Easter really is that it's, you have to be more intentional about it. I think because, so I always compare Christmas and Easter, which they're not in competition, but they're, they're two sides of the same coin. Like Mm -hmm. we don't have Easter without Christmas, you know, type of a thing. Um, But it's very easy to celebrate Christmas in its natural um, way. Like it's a very joyous celebratory holiday. And so like, you can sing all of the Christmas songs because they're all hymns, you know? Yeah. And like, you can just do Christmas and it's church. You know what I mean? Like it is just, they're one and the same, but Easter is not like, if you just do Easter Americana, mm-hmm. like you're going to have eggs and baskets and chocolate. And, and and a you bunny com- that
1: lays eggs. And-
0: yeah, and you could completely miss everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like when you're with Easter, that's one of the reasons why I like Easter so much, is because it is so intentional, you know, and you have to focus on on that yes, new life is there, and we are very focused on the new life, but you only get that through the suck like you have to go through the hard times (laughs) you have to have good Friday in order to have Easter like you have to have these things and it's just it 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 is and and so like you said like feeling this weird like longing to get back to it it's yeah it's that reminder that you're in like when you're in the suck you should that's it's the comparison like when you're in hard times it makes you remember the good times and you're like yes I, I know that I no longer want to be here I want to be here. Mm -hmm. Like when you're on good Friday, you want to be on Easter. Like you're, you're, you're there. And if you, if you're paying attention, you know? And so that's really what this Easter has been where it's just like, you know what I've, and I've, I've never treated church. Well, I I mean, I have a few times been really invested in church. Um, But it's really, it's always been really hard for me to find a community I can get behind. Like fully, mm-hmm. like you either have like all the theology and a really crappy community or you have a great community and really crappy theology. And I can never find the two to come together. You know, like I, I'm, I know they're out there, but it's it's a uh, challenge. I, for I don't me. know that they are. I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> with you. Like, probably probably fair. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> look, man, I still remember I was an altar server, probably like eight or nine years old. And there was this retired bishop from India who was at my parents' parish, uh, and I loved serving mass with him because, you know, it's still my habit now. I I come by it honestly. I can't get anywhere like less than 15 minutes early. It's just I, I can't handle that. And so I would get there early, and he would be there early, and we'd be sitting in the uh, sacristy getting ready and talking and everything. and. But this one mass in particular just really, I I don't know why I remember it, but he was talking about the idea. He was like, you know, there are a lot of people who are, you know, talking about leaving the church for this reason and this reason and all these things. And I tell them all the time by all means, if you ever find a perfect church, please, Mm. with my blessing, join. Right. Just know the very moment you have joined, it will no longer be perfect.
0: touche sir
1: and i'm like a seven-year-old at like a seven thirty mass on sunday just going uh, oh that's a gut punch
0: and that's a good one that's fantastic
1: but like no you know, that's true part of it is i think we have a tendency to we go we look for cute communities the same way we look for clothes like we we try them on and if we don't mm-hmm. like the fit or we don't like the color, we hang them back up and we move on to another one. But we've got to remember, like ultimately what is the the model of which our yeah. community is based? It's family. And we've talked about it before. You yeah. know, a lot of ways we're incredibly blessed by the family we have, but that doesn't mean there aren't some ones that we'd be checking for receipts on.
0: Right. Like, yeah. you know, it, yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and to be honest with you, the the community that we had, well, I, like I'm slowly moving it south. It's just like there's always, and I've, this is one of those things where I've been noticing too in this Easter as well, is that like as I'm again just looking at the saints, you know where you're at, you know where they're at, and you're like, oh, I am not there. <laughs> and, and so a lot of this is just like we've been looking at these things, and in this time away from church, you know, we were at a Lutheran church mm-hmm. that's Christian's tradition. And the ELCA, man, just has kind of gone on off the deep end, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there watching these things and you're just like, man, how? Because the society right now is just is just wacky, right? Like, it's funny how, like, if you don't think exactly how they think and aren't willing to change, you're a bigot. But that like that's their definition of a bigot is what they're doing. And it's kind of one of those things that work. Hand in hand. And so what I'm finding myself is is like, man, I just – I don't want to be a part of any of this crap that's going on out there. I just want to have – I want to go back to, like, my church family where it's at, and and I know there's going to be that crap. There's always going to be crap, but I can deal with it for the most part as long as it's not, you know, top down. Like I said, ELCA has made it to a point to where, like, I can – they push me to a point that I can no longer – Except bringing my family and sending my money into their, into their stuff. So it's, we've tried to stick it out too, but it's, they just kind of, I can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I would say like, to me, that's kind of one of the things is, um, and again, this is really, really easy for me to say, because I don't have a wife or children. And so, like, I can literally just make the decision for myself. Um, But, like, to me, it's always kind of seemed that the, um, that top-down orthodoxy is kind of the priority. um, Because you can build the human community. Like, you know that any church you go to, there are good human beings there. Right. What percentage of them? Now look, that's going to vary,
0: you know. Right. It'll ebb and flow. Exactly.
1: But like, there are good people there and it's Mm -hmm. uh, especially like, you know, it's one thing if the organization like you've got questions about, but uh, you know, the pastor is really good and I'm not worried about him being off the deep end. Okay, cool, but what about the people who are doing like the the Sunday school classes for your daughters that are right. not the pastor who you know like how confident right. are you in them and so like that idea of finding a place where like i know that i am not i'm not putting my self in a position where I'm going to have to go to war with the people who I'm trusting my children to. Right.
0: Like, right. Like, yeah. Cause that, that
1: those, was... you're the primary educators of your children, you and your wife. And so like the people who you entrust your daughters to, they need to be your partners in helping to educate mm-hmm. and raise yeah. them. Not, not the battlefield.
0: Yeah. I shouldn't have to unlearn. They shouldn't have to unlearn things that they learn at church. You know? Exactly. And, and, that was the point to where like I, I looked at Chris and I was like, look, like I we you can't like we're not gonna go put them in a situation to where now they are you know, they should be absorbing everything. Like they're there's mm-hmm. little sponges right yes. now and, and like they're just gonna absorb all of that is good and it's it's not good. You know, like it is legitimately wrong. Right. And so yeah, it's been been discouraged and it's hard to because like Kristen's like they're her family her whole family like line mm-hmm. is Lutheran like they're they're like it's funny how Lutherans are like just shy of Catholics like I mean uh-huh. they're they really are family line like family to family and they're very committed to the denomination and it's but the thing is as today's uh, Lutherans is not not her grandma's Lutherans they're they're not the same yeah. anymore. And uh and it it's taken a while for her to see that. And so now it's just on the hunt. I, I was poking, I was I was like Hey, you know, there's some other Catholic churches, we could check this one out. And, I, I was going to say, again, as you, a confirmation I, sponsor, I was like, I'm sure, a, I was like, you could talk to AJ. If you're not comfortable talking to me, I'm sure AJ can answer all your questions. A, as but a confirmation I even, sponsor. I threw you I out there. Feel like
1: this is where I've got to just sort of point out that, you know, I know. When you want to talk about churches that are the same yesterday, today, and forever.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I, I, I know I, of
1: one. Now, at the same <laughs> time, like, I say that, but, like, Again, like I the reason I have no problem even though I have not been like attending a Lutheran church talking about, you know, oh, so the pastor's good. Awesome. Right. But what about the R. E. teachers? It's because that stuff still happens in Catholic churches too. So I'm not Oh yeah. Hey, for oh, for yeah. all of our for all of our, you know, various denominations or non Christians or whatever who are out there listening and thinking that I'm coming out here and Spewing a bunch of BS about how wonderful the Catholic Church is. Again, the Catholic Church has accepted me as a member. So I'm (laughs) not going to get too carried away talking about how perfect they are. Right. But at the same time, like there is the hierarchy and the structure is there as like this really secure anchor point that prevents things from drifting too far off. Like as the right. storms of the world come and toss the ship around a little bit, yeah, it gets moved and it's uncomfortable, and there are some, uh, there are some stormy seas, but the anchor is secure and the anchor is fixed, and so right. you can only wander so far before you get the end of the rope it's, and you get pulled back. That
0: is huge. Yeah that that is one of the one of the big things is having having an orthodoxy, having a theology written down that. Nobody can really you can't just change it, you it's know? And so like to a vote. Right. It's that's a big deal. And I don't I and I was telling, I was telling Kristen this a little bit too. I was I was like cuz again, like I said, it's really crazy. I did not expect the saints to 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 bug me as much as they are, man. Um but I was like I was like there's this there's just this thing about being connected to 2000 years of history like i it's like like i don't feel like i have a people you know like and this this is such a weird thing cuz again like i said right now i've been like the saints have been hounding me and then society and all its stupidness has been hounding me and, and so i'm looking at this and i'm just like boy i don't i don't have a people right now like there's no rallying cry in society that i can get behind like i think they're all a bunch of loonies <laughs> <laughs> that might have some good, but they took the good and they went crazy. Yeah. And, and so it's hard, you know, like every time I've stepped like, oh yeah, nope, I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> and you know, that's kind of how it always is. And I'm like, just sitting there going, I was like, I don't have any deep roots to connect to. Right. And, and then again, when we're talking to the saints and then I'm reading Athanasius and all these things and then just remembering that, just like the feeling of like, this is my history. Like this is my line of people and like how, how good that feels. Like I just had forgotten how good that piece feels. And again, Easter does that too, because like you're, you're, it's connecting you to everything. Like, because Mm -hmm. Easter is our past, but it's really future facing too. So like, it's, but like all around it, man. Like, and so it's, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, I I don't think I'm gonna convert her anytime soon. But uh, it's uh, regardless. That's on my on my mission to uh, to get us into a community to where the kids are growing. I mm-hmm. want them to be in community with other kids around faith. Yeah, um, be around other like you just need to do things, and it's you know it's been hard to adjust to the community center mindset too. You know, because like you, we don't we don't think of the church as the community center anymore,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it and it should be. And so it it the ones that that really do that well, if you can find them, th- those are important. You know, oh, because absolutely. most of them they either just serve you and kick you out, or they're just trying to be nice. They're going to try to be everybody's friend, and they're going to forget about the saving your soul part, and <laughs> which uh, is kind of important. It's kind of a big deal. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the mission. And we think we found a good one. So like we interviewed or I interviewed for one of our highlights, the, the owner of well coffee. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's an associate pastor at the church that it's connected to. And I've been bugging him to mentor me for like a year. Like I've been, I, I like email him like twice a month and then I'll go to his shop and be like, Hey, you going to mentor me or what, man? <laughs> and he would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then doesn't reply. And I'm like, I'm, you're not, Getting away from me. Like <laughs> I'm I'm hunting this guy down. And we're going there this Saturday, and I'm just gonna flat out force the issue for a yes or no, and we'll see what we see what happens. But um, like been kind of prepared that if he did accept me as like a, a mentor type of person because he's kind of got that coffee and faith yeah. position where I'm like, that's somebody I would kind of like to learn from, you know, yeah. how he's making these two things connect, which is kind of what I want to do. And, uh, you know, if that was the case, then that would be one of those things where I would, you know, connect my family to the community in which I'm being mentored in type of a thing. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, I feel like this has been like a therapy session. Brandon on the couch after Easter. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I honestly it. I think.
1: I think it's actually been a lot more on topic than you think it has. Like. Because all of this stuff really has been flowing out from that idea of the tomb and then emptying it. Like, yeah, we, we are called to, to die with Christ and then rise out of it. And honestly, what you're talking about right now is that process of the stone being rolled away. Mm-hmm. Like you've experienced the death, the isolation, which is, you know, our, our death. Like you're, you've been kind of locked in there. And now the stone's being rolled away. You can't quite see out yet. You don't totally know what's out there, but you know there's something is. Something is out there and that you're going to be walking those steps now. I, I don't know, yeah. man. I think it's been good.
0: Yeah. Cathartic for me in the least, you know, because like guys, I said, and I, I it's bad because I already wrote my blog post for Friday, but it's just like more of this stuff. Like this is like my, I'm really processing. Like like I thought, man, the saints have just rocked my face off and I, I for the first time, I was like, AJ said he has a relationship with a saint. I was like, can I talk to him? Is that weird? <laughs> and uh, and so, like, I'm working on it. You know, like, yeah. I'm reading Athanasius' book, and I was like, can I just talk to you for a little bit? That would be nice. And it seems helpful. Like, it's, it's nice, man. It's been good, so... I don't know. Weird stuff, but uh we're going to keep we're so in case anybody's wondering what the podcast is going to be for the next little bit, it's going to be working through a bunch of this crap that I'm going through because I don't know if you saw the show notes, I'm already like putting oh. thing putting things on the bottom. I was like, nope, we're going to work through some of this stuff. Like I I, I got to I have to. So, we're uh we'll go through that, yeah. But it's all part of the process and that's that's I think going to be my life lesson if I jump into it, is that one of the things that I'm, I am going through right now is that it is such a process. It is not an event, you know, like, and and this is actually in one of the chapters that Athanasius wrote about. He he wrote about how it needed to be three days and the reason why it needed to be three days and the, you know, some of these things and you're like, yeah, you can't just, he couldn't just show up. All right, everybody, sin's gone. See you later. Back to heaven. (laughs) It couldn't be that way. there there was like things that had to happen. there was a process that had to take place. there was events that had to happen. he had to there was all of these things that he's working out in and, and bringing to fulfillment on the cross and ultimately in the resurrection. And so you cannot just show up and and be done. There's a process that you have to work through. you have to go through some of it sucks. But the hope is always on the other side of that suck, right? That, that we're going to come out. And so you, you keep in the process. And even though it sucks, you don't bail. You stay there and, and you hope. And that hope is, is the payoff, ultimately. And, and we have to stay focused on that hope piece and not, not try to do the process ourselves, not try to do anything you know, the disciples were sitting in their room in despair, you know, in despair and in hope at the same time. And we're going to have a season like that. But you, Jesus told you to stay there, so you frickin' stay there. And then it shows up, right? And then he he returns. So that's my life lesson.
1: I like it, man. I think that's a good one. I think, um, honestly, mine is tangentially kind of similar to that, like, Because one of the things that really struck me, you know, we were talking towards the beginning about the idea that uh, my Lent in general probably wasn't that much different than a lot of my Lents in the past. But my Holy Week was great. And I think the reason why is because we have a tendency to when we know how the story ends, we kind of skip to the end of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we know that Christ's death ends in the resurrection. And we know that, yeah, his descent into hell ends with his ascension into heaven. You know, we, we know what the outcome is. But, like, we have to remember that Christ did it for us and as a sign for us of what we're supposed to do. And he didn't skip to the end. And we don't mm-hmm. get to either. Uh, like, I spent a lot of time talking with my juniors about the idea of, you know, what crucifixion actually was. Like showed a brief video, like a six and a half minute video of a doctor just kind of talking through the process. And like, look, I just need you guys to understand this. Like, Jesus didn't fast forward this. Mm -hmm. Like, Jesus from like dawn to three in the afternoon. Just went through increasing levels of anguish over and over and over again. And he did that knowing what the end result would be, but that didn't change how badly he was suffering at the time. And mm-hmm. so we have to be willing to enter into the suffering and to acknowledge it for what it is it's mm-hmm. suffering. No, it's not pleasant. You know, even so, going back to the saints, you know, a lot of the saints will talk about their gratitude for the struggles and these kinds of things. But even though they're grateful for it, they're grateful for the fact that they're struggling. Their gratitude doesn't change the fact that it is a struggle and that they're suffering and that it's miserable. Right. But they recognize that this is a step. Like you said, you can't get to Easter Sunday without Good Friday. Like the tomb being empty is only a miracle because there was a corpse in it, mm-hmm. and so we have to allow ourselves to enter into it. You know, our suffering mm-hmm. can only yield fruit if we like actually embrace it, like Christ did His cross. Like, it's not enough just to go through it and say, oh, yeah, you know, this is going to be over. And you know what? That's true. It will. And on some level, that awareness that it's not going to be forever is really important. But sometimes we can, like, rose-colored glasses ourselves. And that means that we make ourselves kind of numb to the suffering by, like, delusion more than anything else as we're pretending that this isn't absolutely horrible. But if we numb ourselves, then, yeah, we don't feel the pain, but we also don't learn the lesson and we don't gain the joy. Mm -hmm. And so we've that would be mine, is that the only way for Easter to be this transformative, miraculous experience for us, for our Easter to be our resurrection, is if we allow ourselves to die. If we enter into the suffering, accept it, embrace it. (sighs) and that's the only the only way out is through.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think about the language Paul uses too about, you know, like all of his, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm suffering and things like that. You just picture Paul that he's just got this cheery look as he's like, "Hey, I just got stoned. Isn't that great?" And you're like, "No. Not, no, like he's grateful that he gets to suffer for the Christ, like Christ mm-hmm. is the prize, not the not that he got hit with a rock like Yeah. Exactly. He was not. He was not like. Oh, gee, thanks for hitting me with that, <laughs> you know. But but it feels like that. Like when you read it, just for like on the surface, for what it is, you're like, in the end, that's where you get the kind of like fluffy bunny Christian, where we're like yep. we're always supposed to be cheery, even when things suck, and you're like, that's not right, <laughs> like. Suffering is real. (laughs) And if that was actually Paul's response
1: to suffering, then you would have a really, really hard time understanding why he was asking multiple times for the thorn in his side to be removed. (laughs) Right. Like again, it's like, no, no, no. He recognizes when Christ says, My I am sufficient. He was like, Okay, no, you're right. You are. You are sufficient. And that lesson is worth the suffering that I endure. And so I will continue to endure the suffering grateful because i know the suffering produces this incredible result but just so we're clear if at some point you decide god that it would be possible for me to get this incredible (laughs) result without the suffering i'm still
0: game for that i I would greatly appreciate that thank you very much (laughs)
1: like i'm not telling you how to do your job (laughs) but if you could figure that one out i think it'd be spectacular
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. All right. All right. We're going to wrap this up here. Everybody, if you would like to support our meaningful conversations, we recommend you head over to the website, order a bag of delicious fresh roasted coffee. That's how we uh, pay for all. Keep the lights on and and also help support your meaningful conversations as well. So. Uh, We would greatly appreciate that. We would also love to do it. And so reach out to us on the socials. We're doing little clips. We're doing, you know, fun stuff everywhere. Just reach out. We'd love to talk. And uh, you got anything else on your brain there, AJ? Nah, man, I'm good. Right on, right on. With that, everybody, we'll say
1: adieu. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another Inkledew podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, please do us a favor and make sure to
0: share it on all your own social media so that other people can find us and enjoy us as well.